Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of Cinema Rogues. We made it to 30. We did it. Yay. Double digits. No, wait, that was oh, 10. Yeah. No, it's triple digits. Triple digits? Yeah, because it's 30. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two digits in the number. Oh, shit. Triple digits would be like hundreds. But it's like double digits times three, so is it six? Sixle digits? Yeah, sixle digits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I guess welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're a first-time listener. Um, as always, if you want to listen to more of Andrew, uh, go check out Board Game Barbarians. Yeah. Oh, by the way, joined as always by Andrew. I don't That's think I introduced me. you. I'm here. My bad. Uh, you can check me out at Sidetail Studios, and you can listen to uh, Retro Warriors if you want to. It's a video game if podcast. You want, if you want to. Classic video games. Yeah, none, none of them fucking awful video games. I don't know games. if they do newer video games. Mm, they do occasionally, because they did a Breath of the Wild episode. Yeah, uh, it's very, very rare. far between. Um, anyway, I guess let's talk about what we did... Uh, since the last recording, how, how about you go first? Uh, well, I finished uh, The Lokis. What a great show that was. Um, that was an incredible show. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of mad, though, because I didn't know uh, in a larger sense who the bad guy was, right? Um, you know, and what he means to the MCU. But, yeah, I don't know either. But, I've never even heard of the whatever the uh, agency was before. Yeah. Well... After after the episode aired, now there's like spoilers all over the internet about who who he is and and how he's gonna fit into MCU Phase Four and stuff. Well, that's because somebody who actually knows the comics was like, ah, they did it, and, right? And they just like put one article out, and then IGN and all the other ones were like, oh, well, let's read this article and rewrite it, and then now we also have a a new cool article too. Yep, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, what else? Uh, I I went and saw Black Widow. Yeah, how was that? I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, IMDb gave it like a 6.5. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like in the 90s. So I think IMDb uh, viewers are just harsh, more harsh, a little bit uh, little bit more. Yeah, I, we should start putting IMDb in here to a certain extent, like just to, just to compare. Because like uh, in this movie, for example, the, the between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, the difference is pretty large. Yeah. Um, we forgot to mention we're recording in person for the first time. Yeah, it's really awkward. Yeah, it's weird. I can reach out and touch him. <laughs> yeah, usually I get to turn the camera off. That way he can't see me sneeze or something. No, usually you have to turn the camera off because it's all delayed and bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a terrible, terrible system. Uh, I've been watching Happy Endings, which is a good-ish show. It's from like 2013 to 2015, I think, or 2012 to 2015, somewhere around there. Um. And I feel like even for that time, they kind of do like racist jokes every once in a while. Oh no, who's in it? Um, I know one of the Wayne's brothers. Oh okay. And um, then a bunch of people that I don't know. Uh, like one of the the original Wayne's brothers. Uh, no, I think the younger one. Uh, like his, his kid, the one that was in the new girl for a while, Coach. Yeah, Coach. Oh okay. Um, so he's in it, and it's not necessarily like. I don't know. It's like friends level racism. Like, you know okay. how you go back and watch friends and it's kind of racist sometimes. Yeah. And like super transphobic. Yeah. Well, this one's less transphobic. They haven't had any trans jokes um, or transphobic jokes, but uh, they definitely have had like some racist jokes that they kind of like try to sweep under like, it's fine because we acknowledge it. 
<laughs> like they acknowledge in the show that it's kind of racist, but they do it anyway. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. They also have a non-gay actor playing a gay guy, which is not really yeah, cool it's, anymore. It's not really cool anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a fun, funny show. Um, uh, been watching Dave, which is the Little Dicky show on FX. Little Dicky show. Yeah, Little Dicky's a comedic rapper. Oh, okay. Um, and he has his own show called Dave because that's his real name, I think. And uh, it's fine. It's a fine show. It's funny. It's more like nerve wracking than anything because it's just him ruining his life. Oh, that sounds awful. Um, but it... like funny ruining his life. Uh, so is it one of those things where you like cringe for him constantly? Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh man, that's bad. That's a bad thing. <laughs> like one was like he was. Like, he's reached the level where he has a record deal, but he can't make a record. Like, he just can't come up with songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last episode was him about to go on a date with another famous rapper. And she is busy because she is famous and has to do Instagram and all this other stuff and photo shoots and everything like that. And so he messages her once and she doesn't respond. And then he starts like, where are you? What's happening? Like, blah, blah, blah. And they haven't even met. Oh, wow. and I'm just yeah, like, no, okay. dude, no, that's too much. <laughs> no, just let it be. Like, yeah. So he ruins it, and she doesn't go on the date with him. Oh man, that that reminds me. I got a, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a couple of years, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. like she moved out to Hawaii, and she's in town this week. And so I like texted her, like, "Hey, let's hang out," uh, like on on Instagram or whatnot. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, absolutely." And so then I, I was like, "All right, fine. I'll text you later. We'll figure it out." Um, so I texted her like the next day. It was like, here, you know, here's, here's my availability for the week, blah, blah, blah. And then she didn't answer. And I, so I like messaged her on Instagram, like, Hey, did you get my text? I'm like, God damn it. God, stop. Stop. <laughs> so now you're just on other sources. Just like, Hey, answer me. Right. Uh, you know, and she's like, well, I'm sorry. I was catching up with my family. And I was like, I, yeah, I get it. I was being a jerk. Yeah. It's I've fine. reached the point in my life where I don't like, if I message someone and they don't respond, I'm just like, whatever. They'll respond to me eventually or not. Like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and the last thing I watched, Color Out of Space last night. What's it's that? A, it's a Nick Cage, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft movie. That sounds amazing. It I'm... it was I Justin hated it. Okay, for one like he was like the what a boring, pointless movie, and I thought it was pretty good. All right. Yeah, like I thought, I thought it was all right. It, it's uh, I would say if you like Nick Cage, he does do the Nick Cage thing every once in a while, where he like is just like. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like he does a couple of those. Um, so if you if you like seeing Nick Cage freak out, uh, it's definitely like the last 30, 40 minutes is Nick Cage, like just losing his mind. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about it in our Nick Cage episode. I haven't uh, listened to that one in a while, I and mean, it was almost over a year ago. But uh, How like, was it? Yeah, Nick Cage is like one of my because Pablo was on that one. Was he? Yeah. So it had to be one of our first like five. I think that I'm, was. I'm that... gonna be honest. I forget that Pablo was on this show. <laughs> like, <all> the time. <laughs> Poor guy. He was only on like five, ten episodes. No, not even ten. Like he was only on like. Yeah, I think he batted at like seven. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Nick Cage was like one of my favorite actors in the late '90s, early aughts. Like when I was you know graduating high school and stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 if it was a Nick Cage movie, I'd go see it. Up until about. Uh, Ghostwriter Two. He definitely does do almost anything that's put in front of him. It seems like, yeah, like he's just like, oh yeah, sure, you're gonna pay me, okay. He's like Danny Trejo. Yeah, kinda. I feel like Danny Trejo makes 
similar movie choices where he's just like, is it a, is it a movie? Yeah. And so many people are like, oh, I wonder if I can get Danny Trejo in my thing. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's like, I'll do it. Um, I guess I also watched Loki. We kind of talked about that. Um, been watching more women's soccer cause the Olympics are, well, we've been watching it, you know, and it's, it's yeah. we're going through the season. Um, but the Olympics started or start in two days on Friday. Today's Wednesday, the 21st or something. Um, but the first women's, uh, Olympic game was this morning at like three 30. I still haven't watched it, but did you record it or something? Uh, we have Peacock plus or whatever oh, it is. Okay. So it's on there. Yeah. We subscribed to it at one point because like it's, uh, the same price or maybe it's even cheaper than the WWE network used to be. Oh, okay. Uh, but you get all their like pay-per-views live and stuff and eventually they shut down WWE network. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Have you seen that? I was, um, mildly interested in that movie, um, just cause I like Kristen Wiig. Yeah. But it also like the, the trailer, which I know you don't really watch, watch trailers is like puts, puts you off because it never shows their face. Yeah. 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 So uh, you can't really in the, in the trailer tell what the movie is going to be besides Kristen Wiig, the other lady, and then just going around doing crazy hijinks dude it is a bonkers movie um like i did watch the trailer uh because it came on when we went to see something recently it was in the theater uh the the trailer was and i i thought it was a a movie like an snl movie right right like i thought it was a continuation of a skit like like wayne's world or some such i don't think it's ever been a sketch on snl that i'm aware of no i went and looked it up it hasn't been uh i saw a review that was like barb and star go to vista del mar feels like just a really long snl sketch i was like okay so i'm not totally off on that feeling (laughs) but uh no it's fucking bonkers so but if you think of it in that context it gives you a good idea of what the movie is where they have like this it 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 seemed like they had a sketch idea of two like Midwesterners just like that talk constantly at each other or whatnot yeah. about things that they're interested in. They're really supportive of each other. And then they had to like throw in some sort of plot. So you have like some villain that's got uh, uh, like a world domination plan or whatever. So it felt like an SNL right. movie. It yeah. felt like an SNL movie in that sense where you just had this rando, rando villain who had an idea and then they somehow thwart it through ineptitude and stuff. Weird. Yeah, but it's really funny. It's got um, Kate Blanchett's in it. She's the bad guy. Um, I forget who all else was in it, but it, but it's it's really funny. Um, I'll wait. I'll wait till it's on something. It's on Netflix, Hulu. We watched it at home. Did you? Yeah. Oh well, then I'll watch it whenever I see it pop up on something. Yeah, if you're if you're in the mood for like a dumb funny movie, you know, then it's. It's I'm always it. in the mood for a dumb, funny movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, let's get in some news. Um, Silverhawks is getting a reboot. I don't know that you care about this. At I don't all. know what the Silverhawks are. God damn it. Ugh. Silverhawks and Thundercats used to air in a block for a couple of years. I know there. what Thundercats is. Yeah. The show is so uh, it's produced by the same people. It's a Rankin Bass cartoon. Okay. Um, and it's a similar sort of American anime uh, where it's about some people that dress up. Well, I guess they are like hybrids or something. I don't know, whatever. They or seem like humans and they've got suits people. with like wings. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where it's kind of like, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's, 
Like it was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. I had like five or six of the toys, you know, and they had like these articulated arms and shit. Is it the one where they've got like their helmets have like the little beaks? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would like come down over their face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And the little action figure, when you squeeze their legs, their arms would pop out and they have like little webbings. Do the T pose. Yeah. Kind of like the aliens in our movie. <laughs> Um, there's a, oh, a new Chris Pine, J. Abrams timeline movie is coming directed by Wanda, uh, WandaVision director, Matt Shankman. A timeline movie? Uh, a new Star Trek movie in the Chris Pine timeline. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I I, thought they were done with that. I thought they were, I think most people thought they were done with it because they did a trilogy, um, nobody well, really seemed interested. The last movie bombed pretty hard. Yeah, I liked the last movie. The last movie was good. Yeah, it was directed by Justin Lin, who is one of the main directors in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, uh, I liked it. I I thought it was good stuff. Yeah, well then you like felt, Fast and Furious when you eventually get to it. Well, I liked it because it felt like an extended episode of the Star Trek show. It didn't feel like a movie. It felt like a sh- like an episode of a show, but it felt like it was just like two hours long. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to describe it. I think, personally, I feel like uh, people uh, kind of discount the Star Trek movies in, in certain ways uh, because it's it's what is great about or people who've only seen the movies discount Star Trek in general because the 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 best way to tell a Star Trek story is through a series format, a serial format. I don't know. I like the first two movies, like the first two Chris Pine timeline movies. Were yeah, great. Yeah, they're great movies. They're great action movies. Yeah. Uh, they don't spend a whole lot of time sort of exploring a don't lot of the to. themes. Got all the action. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's kind of my point. But having said that, I think that, that uh, the new reboot Star Trek movies have done a, a really great job of, of movieizing Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, that's a terrible word. Um, <laughs> the Continental spinoff. Uh, or excuse me, John. The John Wick spinoff, The Continental, has been announced as a three-night limited series, epi- uh, airing on Stars. Each episode is going to be about ninety minutes, and it's set to take place. I believe I read today forty years before the first John Wick. Oh, so John Wick's not going to be in that? No. Okay. Uh, I don't even think like Ian McShane's character might be in it. I forgot his name. Winston, maybe. Um, whoever the the sort of caretaker of the continental is right the older guy yeah yeah uh his character might be in it it seems like but we'll see uh netflix says they're gonna start streaming video games i don't know how that's gonna work uh i don't know uh, maybe on devices where you can hook up a bluetooth controller i would guess maybe seems weird it's also like i, I assume they're going to charge like it's gonna be like a 20 dollars subscription at that point because it's already up to like 16 bucks for 4k yep yep i think it's going up again this summer Probably. I think I saw I, that. I, I lowered mine. I was like, I don't need 4K for that much. So, nope. I'll just, it looks the same to me. Yeah, I really should uh, go down um, because my the TV that we watch Netflix on is 1080. Oh, yeah. Probably <laughs> should yeah. just go down. I mean, it also lowers the amount of devices you have, but we don't ever watch Netflix on multiple devices at the same time anyway. Uh, yeah, I do that. And I have a former family who also use my... Well, yeah, I don't have anybody that uses my Netflix, so it's it was easy to lower it. Uh, they canceled the Nick Cage Tiger King movie. Cool, good. Yeah, that's probably a, a good idea. Yeah, I mean, Nick Cage would probably make an interesting Joe Exotic, but that's also past its time. Like, yeah, they, they waited too long. 
And uh, and and Joe Exotic is kind of a problematic person anyway. Well, yeah, a lot. Uh, apparently, some scenes in Black Adam are going to be filmed at 960 FPS. Sounds neat to me. I don't know. Yeah, it seems that's, like a Zack Snyder kind of thing. That's going to look like a home movie, man. I <laughs> I assume that if they're doing that high a frame rate, it's for like slow motion shots. Maybe. I don't. They know that like people can't really see past like 60 frames a second. I mean, some people can notice 120, but most normal people can't really tell that there's more frames after 60 unless unless it's on like a the best screen that you have. Yeah, well maybe they maybe they got the rock thrown like like super ass slow motion punches and you just see like the sweat dripping every, like forming in his pores. Yeah. Every single like <laughs> movement. Yeah, that'll be that'll be weird. Um, and then Don Cheadle gets an Emmy nomination for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Was see that look on his on Andrew's face right now is wait was Don Cheadle in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Was he? He was in one scene in the pilot where he basically listens to Sam say, "I don't want the shield," and he's getting an Emmy nomination for that. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Don Cheadle go, even said, "I don't know why I got that, but it's deep." Or something along those lines. I mean that, yeah. I mean more power to him, but <laughs> I have no idea why. Yeah, I think it's a nominee uh, nomination for supporting actor in a limited series. Hmm. So maybe they were limited on actors that acted in limited series. I don't know, but yeah, maybe that is one of Disney Plus's nom or Disney's nominations for Weird. this year. Well, I guess good for him. I hope he gets it. Me too. <laughs> that would be the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into today's topic. Today, we are talking about the Chris Pratt-led The Tomorrow War. I called it The Future War when I messaged you earlier, and then I forgot what the name of the movie was, and I was like, Future War. Future War. It's funny, uh, like, the the movie started, and, and Kristen goes, oh, so this is like Terminator. Backwards Terminator. And I was like, this is nothing like Terminator. What are you talking And she goes, looks like the same movie to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like backwards Terminator. Uh, it was good. Um, for those of you who have no idea what this movie is about, 38 years in the future, humanity is losing a war to an alien invasion. Their only hope is going back in time and recruiting their parents and grandparents to help them fight a civilization-ending war. Um, Before we get into it, uh huh. I do want to point out this is a really dumb premise that mm. that was executed pretty well. Why is it a dumb premise? You're going to make me go into it. Yeah. Well, it's unless unless you need to save it for spoilers. Going going into the... It has to do with like time travel just in general. Right. Time travel in general is just problematic. And going into the future, taking people from the past to go to the future to fight a war is just a dumb idea. All just right. A, uh, I, just, I just don't agree with it. Yeah, we'll get into the logistics of why that's prob not problematic is is a weird word to use, but why why it, it it we'll also get into in the spoiler section why the resolution of the movie is also problematic. Oh, is it? I didn't notice. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing this. Just remind me because I didn't put it in the notes. All right. Um. Initially, it was scheduled for a theatrical release on Christmas Day, 2020 was delayed due to COVID 
Um, and then after the delay, Amazon Studios purchased the distribution rights and released it on Amazon Prime as an exclusive on July 2nd of 2021. It was directed by Chris McKay. Story uh, was by Zach Dean. Uh, as we said, stars uh, almost said Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Pratt as Dan Forrester, Yvonne Strovsky. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I should have looked that up. My bad. Uh, the Lady from Chuck. <coughs> oh, man. I'm an awful human. Um, as as Murray Forrester, the adult version of his uh, daughter. Daughter. And then in supporting roles, you have J.K. Simmons as James Daniel Forrester Sr., his Conspir- dad. Conspiracy Grandpa. Conspiracy Grandpa. That was one of my or, favorite lines. No, it was lines. Conspiracy Santa. Or That's Conspiracy Santa, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines, too. And I was like, I'm going to use that in the future. I love Conspiracy Santa. <laughs> uh, Betty Gilpin as Emmy Foster. Sam Richardson as Charlie. And Edwin Hodge as Dorian. Uh, there are a couple of other famous names, but they didn't really play a large part. Um, and these were kind of the people that stuck out to there me. There were a lot of comedians, like in minor roles. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of that was kind of weird. Like the the kind of like the fat guy, um, that breaks his legs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was recognizable. I don't remember from what, but I know he's a comedian and something. Uh, the other woman that's with him from Twenty Four. Mary yeah. Lynn Red's Cub. She's also in a lot of comedies. Yeah. Um, she's always played. She's kind of played the uh, a straight man. Yeah. Straight man or uh, an Audrey Plaza type role. Yeah. Attitude. So it was kind of weird. There was a bunch of like not a bunch, but there were several comedians that I was like, this is weird, but OK. Uh, critical response. Rotten Tomatoes gave 52 percent, 79 percent audience. Uh, so the audience that likes it a lot better than the critics. Uh, Metacritic forty five on the critic side, six point five on the user side, um, and and double oof. Kind of like we were talking about earlier. There's a, there's a large split between the two uh, two platforms, uh, and that's that's interesting. I don't know what drives that dynamic, but it just means critics didn't like it, and then p- normal people that are just watching movies are like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. I mean, eighty percent liked it on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's a good sizable margin. Good, good chunk of audience score. Um, I guess spoiler free light review. Uh the movie at two hours and fifteen minutes felt longer. Uh that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it just the the I think the feel of the movie owes to uh the fact that the, the three act structure wasn't very well defined. Um when I was watching it, it felt more like a like a five act structure. Um I can see, and, and we'll talk about more of this in the spoilers because it's, it's very spoiler heavy. I can see how you split the movie into thirds based on what time period it's taking place in. Um, but those didn't feel like clean act breaks because the time in those different environments was so unbalanced. Right. Um, overall, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I wasn't looking for my phone or wondering how much time was left. Um, and even though the plot went longer than I expected, it was constantly surprised that they were still able to fit more movie in. So a lot was happening in that time frame. Um, like I knew going into it that it was two hours and 15 and I just kind of expected, Oh, like we, we've used that time though. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. There's still like 40 minutes of story. Uh, what about you? I took a break during this movie. Like I took a nice 15 minute break. Oh yeah. Uh, like I had an intermission basically <laughs> and just like ate some food and like hung out. And then I was like, I guess I should get back. to the movie. <laughs> Um, so it didn't, it didn't super hold my attention until like, like the very beginning of the movie I was on my phone for like, 10 minutes 
And then I was like, I guess I should actually watch this movie. Uh, and then I took that break about like an hour in. And then after that, like it held my attention. So I think it was like a little bit slow to get started. And then it like kind of sped up. Uh, I do agree with you with the, the act breaks felt weird. Like the pacing is just off in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the final act, like you were saying, where it was kind of like five acts. Yeah. That's, uh, it just felt disjointed. Um, I, I think as long as you don't take this movie too seriously, it's a fun, good movie. But the minute you start kind of getting in the weeds on the technology or technically how it works, uh, then that becomes a big problem. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and those... uh, we like big problems, so we're going to dive into those Yeah, because it's a large part of what I have to talk about. <laughs> but as as long as you can just like give this movie the benefit of the doubt and be like, yeah, okay, whatever, you can go into the future and, and stop the future from being your, the past from being the future, yeah, then uh, then it should be fine. Um, So would you suggest people watch it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun time. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a, a bad movie, except for all of the technical issues. Um, but if you're just looking for like a fun action movie, then it fits the bill. Yeah, uh, I, I would recommend it too. I think it's it's a little cheesy at times. Um, some of the dialogue is a little oh yeah uh, over the top cheesy. I mean, not not to spoil anything. There is a last battle. Um, so I guess kind of a spoiler, but like the last. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details, but the last battle is just like all, um, what's it called? Whenever it's, it's just all tropes, like every action trope is in the last battle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. You have like, like, uh, you have like fake, saving a dude. You've got like, like fake out sa- sacrifice type stuff. Yeah. Fake out sacrifice. You've got like last minute saviors. Jubbing things and other other things mouths. You've got like <laughs> you've got it's it's got like almost falling off a cliff, like you know. What should be the end of the fight and then oh no. And then oh no, it's back. Uh yeah. Like there's just I was I was laughing during the last fight. Like I was literally just sitting there going, This is the, the most this is the most cliche last battle that I've ever that I've seen in a long time. Like what a what a cliche last battle that was. Um. All right. So I guess I guess we could have saved that for the spoilers. That's fine. Since we're about to get into spoilers. Yeah. Uh. Then uh, let's let's get into spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Um. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. All right. So let's. Uh, we talked about it a little bit the running time, the act structure. Um. So. If you've seen the movie, then hopefully you're you're here because you've seen the movie, and and I'm not spoiling anything. Um, and if you just don't care about spoilers, welcome. There was definitively a prologue, um, a an act one that caught up to that prologue, and then, um, you had what is probably considered act two, just all the time that they're in the future. Yeah. Um, and then act three is when they get back, or when uh, Chris Pat get. Pratt gets back from the future and then there's an epilogue. Yeah. Seems pretty traditional, but the way that the future is structured, it felt like three independent acts on its own. It really did. It felt like its own movie when they were in the future. And then you had like the epilogue act one, they get to the future. 
he sees his daughter. That's like the start of Act Two. They get the creature and they get it back to their research facility, and that's the start of Act Three. And then they Act Three ends when they go back to the or Act Four. Four, yeah. Ends when they um so sorry, yeah, I was wrong. So daughter is Act Two, start of Act Two, they get the creature, start of Act Three. Uh end of Act Four is him going to the past, and then Act Five, and then the epilogue after the battle was there an epilogue was there anything after the battle yeah yeah they went back to the house oh yeah so that was or not epilogue the prologue no that is the epilogue Epilogue. prologue Prologue's the beginning, beginning. um yeah i think uh i think it's a fair way to structure it and that splits the time up way more evenly because i feel like they spent at least an hour in the future uh yeah there i or more like i didn't even i, I guess i didn't time it so i didn't know yeah, like the the original past, like Act One, part of the past felt like maybe twenty thirty minutes, right? Um, and then the 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 final battle slash act or whatever, about forty five minutes, maybe thirty. My, I will say, while we're talking about the acts, kind of like a little offshoot to derail a little bit. Um, my suspension suspension of disbelief was broken when they got back to the present. Mm-hmm from the future and they started like gathering their team to like go fight the aliens. Like once that started happening, once they were like, we need a volcano expert, let's go talk to this middle schooler or high schooler or whatever he taught. Yeah. I think it's high school. Um, he was like, let's go talk to this high school that knows a bunch about volcanoes. And I'm like, why wouldn't you go to a volcano expert at a college or a university? Like they exist. You could probably just be like, hey, we just wanted a moment of your time. Like, why why would this happen? And then he could have been like, or she, and they could have been like, you know, because of this. Uh, it's funny. When we were watching it, Kristen, uh, and they did the volcano, like, routine, like, what is what does he want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Kristen was like, yeah, he's going to be important to the plot later. It was just like, once they did that, once they went to the government, and the government's like, world's collapsing. I can't help you guys. Sorry. And then they go to his dad, and his dad's like, yeah, I happen to have all the equipment and planes and guns and everything that we need in order to go do this. Like, I was like, okay, this is just too, it's too much. <laughs> like, it's too too much of a coincidence that you've got all of this in your life, and you finally forgive your dad because he's going to help you save the world. Uh, the line where it's like, if I have to save the world to save my daughter, then that's what I'm going to do. I was like, oh, God. God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like he um I don't know, his dad how do I put this? It seemed like his dad had the technology and ability to let them go on the run and he just kind of refused it. Um yeah. like when he opened up the, the the thing on his arm. Um so I feel like they did a decent job of giving give, giving the last act credibility. I guess I mean sort of, but yeah, like it was still the fact that his dad had that ability to begin with was like, okay. Yeah. And just some rando just from uh, like Vietnam PTSD dude. Right. Uh, has been, well, I, I don't know. I guess if he's been living off the grid for 50 years or whatever, maybe he's adapted. I don't know. I just don't know where he gets all of it. Uh, from mysterious people. Don't ask questions, Andrew. All right. That's the, that's the main point here. I mean, like, I, I did want to say we should have done this before spoilers. The acting was great. Everybody acted very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Pratt did a great job. Uh, everybody's acting was believable. It was fine. Writing was writing was good except for the plot points. Um, but yeah, just those plot points. Go ahead. Sorry. 
No, no, you're fine. I think I think the acting deserves a nod because, I, like you said, it's a it's a dumb idea that was executed really well, and yeah. I think part of it was the sincerity of the acting. Like, well, it, I mean, the acting is only as can be only as good as its writing. Mm-hmm. So the writing did was good also, and it was yeah. directed well. And I think it's one of those things where this feels like a a B sci-fi channel original movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just done on the budget and scale of an A movie, and so it made it an A movie. And with better writing than a sci-fi original. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I think getting into uh, you know, more of the 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 more you dig into it, the kind of weirder it gets. Um, like how does time travel work, right? In right. in this movie and in this universe and and uh what does it did, say about it in general? They, they did a good job of exp- of explaining their time travel in their movie, but it didn't really explain how they got to the resolution right. of the movie. So they're like, Oh, time is c- constantly moving. And we've created two points in time that are both constantly moving at the same time. So we can jump between those points, which is like, it, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like it feels like, it feels like they successfully did the uh, American pickle. Like the scientists explained all of their, uh, all of their findings and everybody found it to be sound. Like it, like it made sense. Like it was like, okay, I, I can buy into this. Um, but it doesn't explain like literally changing the future from the past. Because if you change the future from the past, then the future never happened. They never go back to the past to ask for help. So how did you change it if you were never asked for help? So then we get into different, like, timelines. And then you branch into, like, well, he didn't save that daughter that he saw in the future because she died no matter what because she's a different timeline at that point. So it's just weird. Right. So, and and that's this is where I start to have problems with with the movie in general because it's time... Uh, logic is inconsistent. Either you have multi-dimensional or multiverse type situation, yeah, uh, or even if it's a single verse and it's just uh, you know a timeline is completely cut off and no longer exists. That's right. you know like Back to the Future kind of situation. Or you have that the timeline is immutable, which makes the entire movie pointless. Like I feel like I feel like time travel movies can only exist in a comedy space because they're wacky comedy movies. Like Mm -hmm. who cares about the, like the, the ramifications or the technology or anything. But when you're doing like a serious sci-fi movie, you're like, all right, it's gotta be somewhat sound. Otherwise nobody's going to buy into it. Right. And you think the people in universe would know what's going on because like their plan is to go back into a point in the past. Um, and bring people forward to the future. Right. Right. Which means that they are interrupting the timeline uh, at the point where they appear. What, whatever was going to happen before that, the, what they experienced as their history. Right. Has been altered by their own actions. Which they try to describe or they try to basically like plan away from by saying that everyone that gets transferred to the future to fight the war is dead in that time. So they can't run into themselves or, but I mean, at that point, like, right. So you run into the problem of do, uh, you run into one problem where they said there's only like 600,000 people on the planet at that point. So basically everybody's dead. So why would it matter if Chris Pratt died in seven years from his timeline, if he's already dead because of the aliens to begin with? Like, well, there's that. And then there's any, Again, if if 
if you're affecting the past um, in universe, right? If right. you're affecting the past, then any child that was born after you appeared no longer has a guarantee of being born. Right, because, because if their parent goes to the future to fight the war and dies in the war, then they never come back to bear well, a child in the present. Not, not even just that, but you know, if your parents were going to meet in a year, now they're not going to because people are getting shipped off to a war. Like, yeah, all sorts of of, of paradoxes are are what an inefficient great. war. So they <laughs> so they should know immediately whether or not the future or the the past has been changed. Right. Right. So like uh, Miro or Mira or whatever her name is, um, she remembers her dad dying in a car wreck, right? Right. Um, she doesn't mention that he went away for a week, so she knows he's going to be fine or anything of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So in her memory of the past, nobody showed up, right? Nobody showed up and interrupted. Uh, so that should tell her immediately as like the lead research Well, she person, just didn't say that. I, they didn't explain it. Right, they didn't so explain we're it. So assuming that she doesn't know that that happened. Right, well, I mean, but you can also assume that by her actions because she's doing her best to keep her dad safe, she's giving him orders, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, whereas a person who remembered that would have more confidence that you know, things are going to work out. Right, you know? she would be like, well, you're going to get back to the, like, no matter what, you're going to get back to the past or the present, I guess, because you are there in my timeline, so... But again, like you're saying, she doesn't mention whether or not he goes into the future. So how does she know? So which as the top like inventor and researcher and like smartest person left alive in this timeline. Yeah. She should know immediately that, oh, I don't remember people coming back, you know, uh, in time. But I but I knew we had to invent this process or whatnot. Right. So uh, so she should know, hey, if I don't remember that, then it's not going to change anything in our time. Right. So why would you invent it to begin with? Exactly. Like, and, and then, and then as, as a smart person who knows that she, there's no way that she can change like her timeline, uh, necessarily, or that time is, is, is can, uh, or she knows that time can be changed because there are effects that aren't affecting her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her idea is to send back, uh, whatever the, the, the toxin to kill the things and then prevent the future, that future from happening ever anyway. Yeah. Um, still doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense because of that. Well, the other thing, two things, um, they mentioned, they're like, well, they came from Russia, but we looked and there was no ship. So we don't know when they got there, which doesn't make any sense because the ship would still be there. The aliens aren't destroying a ship while they're exiting the ship. Mm -hmm. So why isn't there, if, if it all melted, because it's later on, spoilers, later on, they find the ship in the permafrost in Russia. Why wouldn't it still be there if the ice melted, which is what they're saying happened to release them? Second thing, when they're injecting, like when they get to the aliens in the spaceship and they're like, all right, let's start killing them, and they're injecting the aliens, why didn't he immediately inject it into the queen that was in the center? Obviously the bigger, like... There's a huge, like, you've got all the little ones on the sides, and then a huge, uh, like, egg sack in the center, and he's like, let's just kill the babies, or let's just kill the males, like. I don't know, well, okay, I mean, he gets back, and he's all, he, he, look, Chris Pratt's character is not the smartest character, 
right? Because he gets back and he's immediately like, no, I need to go back to the future so we can like save that world. You know it's fucked. Your daughter's already dead there. Come on, dude. It's destroyed. Yeah, your best bet is to try and change the present, which was her fucking plan that she told you. Yeah. You know, like, how are you even questioning it? And then you go to to your wife who says that to you and you're like, oh, yeah. I guess so. Like, mm. which, I mean, good on her for also realizing that. Like, I'm not not trying to... to detract from that that point of it but i also feel like if you told a government guy like i know the world's collapsing around us but if we stop it right now then not then it won't happen and i feel like somebody in the government even just like that guy would be like okay yeah or you know get on youtube yeah and be like hey guys it's in the permafrost in russia let's go yeah instead of rioting let's go destroy it like also, that ship looked way bigger on the inside once they got in, and it was like the huge Matrix-style like uh, battery factory of aliens. And I don't think they had enough explosives to, like... They didn't put any explosives in that part of the ship. So how did it destroy all of it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's an explosive ship, Andrew. Maybe it hit the yeah. fuel pod. I, maybe it did. I don't know. I'm just a big dum-dum. I don't know anything about alien spaceships. Yeah, I mean, there's a theory floating around that time in in this in this universe is is immutable. It cannot be changed. What happened is is what happened. Yeah. Um. And so, like, her describing Chris Pratt, uh, excuse me, her Miro Mira describing uh, Dan's uh, like drifting away from the family and stuff. The the idea is that that's PTSD from him going to the future, uh, rather than you know, because it was her perception of what happened and what whatnot. You know. Okay. Um, and so that he, he might not have cleared out all the aliens, like when they destroyed the ship, um, you know, v- various other things that say like the, the future that, that they experience is going to happen and, and you can't change it, blah, blah, blah. Um, which consistently makes a bit more sense, but from, from a standpoint of this is supposed to be a hopeful movie that makes zero fucking sense. I feel like there would still be like one older person alive, like in their fifties or sixties. That would be like I remember the past perfectly, like, and this is what happened. Yeah, like, I don't know what a I don't. Know. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's enough time travel talk. Like I said, it's it's the more you dig into it, the more problems you get. But they've announced a sequel, uh, or they haven't announced it. I, I guess the it's yesterday war. So we'll see what if that addresses. It's a war in the past that we have to go to the past to fight the past war to so that way we, the, we change the future. Yeah, the only way to kill the aliens is to kill them when they landed millions of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess crashed. They didn't land. Oh, I I have some things I'll just fire through real quick, I guess. And we can comment on it maybe, unless you had something bigger. No, I I think mine was uh, uh, more of a quick fire thing too. Go for it. Uh, I feel like it'd make more sense if they just brought an alien back to the past with them, like in a cage, and they are like, Research it. Figure out how to kill it. It's coming for you later. Just don't come to the future because you'll die. Like they captured one anyway in the movie. Why not bring it back if they had plans anyway? Uh, what an inefficient war! I already said that. Um, if aliens died really like there's the the section where they're in the city. Mm-hmm. They're in Miami, right? And uh, the sh- their planes that just. Bom- I don't know where the planes come from. There wasn't anywhere for them to land in the main base. There were no long. There were no more aircraft carriers. 
that you saw. There was no sections for runway on the like water area. So where'd the jets come from, for one? Uh, for two, they just easily killed them with bombs. Like, yeah. why aren't they sitting there manufacturing bombs and just, like, carpet bombing the entire planet? Like, mm, maybe what, happened in, that. what happened in the nukes? Our planet is filled with nukes. Like, sorry to spoil it for you. There are a lot of nukes on this planet that countries still have and say they just decommissioned, but I'm pretty, that's conspiracy. Get out of that. Maybe they were trying not to turn their home into a nuclear wasteland. I guess so. Uh, at the end of the movie, whenever they kind of escape, the queen turns and knows which door they went into, and I don't really know. Not the end of the movie, like the end of the future section. When oh, they're trying yeah. to get to the helicopter, like they, they go through a door, and at one point the queen turns and is like, ah, it's in that door. And I'm like, how did, I guess pheromone, pheromones maybe. I did like in the uh, in the future when they were escaping from that first building, that first fight, uh, the research lab. Uh, I don't know. Just one of the aliens like got clocked like right in the temple with the, the side of the truck or like a, the, the headlight part. Yeah. And laughed for so long at that. <laughs> we don't know if the serum would hurt humans either. So like, how was how were they expecting to reproduce that serum in the past? Uh, well, because they distribute had, it. They should be able to like run a dug in spectrometer or some shit, right? I guess so. Uh, I just put she watched her father die, and now. You know, whenever he was in the hospital, and now he gets to watch her die. Fun stuff. Super fun. Um, let's see. Yeah, we already talked about the volcano expert kid. How it jumps the rail when they get back from the future. Like, just, oh, man, that end fight. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. When they first uh, were, like, teasing the monster look or whatnot, I was like, they're going to DC this, aren't they? They're just going to have the monsters in the shadows the whole time. Blah, but they blah, didn't. It was like they in did. the middle of the snow. Yeah. yeah. Like, sun's out, snow's out. Sun's out, gun's out. What? Yeah. <laughs> sun's out, bun's out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, just the, oh, man. We, we kind of already talked a bunch of my about my points, like the amount of people they are. Conspiracy Santa was great. Um, yeah, how did J.K. Simmons at the know at the end know that they could smell blood, and that's why he cut himself? Because that was something they learned in the future. I don't know. Maybe maybe they had a conversation on the way over. On the way, he was like, "By the way, they can smell blood." And the, yeah, just the like, "Sorry, son, I'm gonna kill myself." So that way, what was his end game? Because he didn't have anything to like. He was just gonna die, and then his son would still have to fight the monster. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was gonna try and lure it off the cliff or something. He wasn't like holding a grenade in his bloody hands so that way, like he bit a grenade. Yeah, that was a bit weird. And where did the, where did Charlie come from at the end? Yeah, when he just laid down next to him, like he just showed up. He ran the whole way. The whole way. He's uh, like, "I right, get there. I gotta get there." I don't have a. I don't have a it's called a jet ski, a snowmobile. <laughs> um, snowmobiles are the jet skis of the snow. Yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, the fact that nobody else made it, like they all just were like, the guy that obviously just wanted to die because he said he was like, "I'm gonna die my own way," like. I don't know why in the bar he was like, I'm not coming with you. And then he's like, okay, I'll come with you because it's for your daughter. I don't know why he wouldn't have been like, I want to die. So I want to die in battle. I mean, this is the best non Vin Diesel related family movie that's been released in the past month. This movie is all about family. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, to that extent, it, it the, the family thing angle was, is okay. Uh, I think it's, it's a little overdone. Um, I think his wife is too l- little involved in this movie. 
Yeah, she doesn't get to make any decisions. No. At all. Like, even, even, like, she encouraged uh, him to reconnect with his dad or whatnot, you know, in the beginning. Right. Um, but even that final, like, uh, let's let's introduce grandpa. She had no say in that. He just showed up and was like, oh yeah, by the way, here's this guy I never let you see. Yeah. I also feel like the, her consolation prize for uh, not being in this movie mm-hmm. uh, was, you know, making the, uh, finding out the, the secret that the aliens have been here all along. Like that was her consolation for not being in the movie. It's like, you get to do that. And then, and then Chris Pratt immediately takes it away by going like, yeah, but I'm going to say I, came up with it like as a joke yeah but you know he did yeah well like that one uh senator or whatever did yeah it was like oh no i sent an elite team man to fucking kill him right yeah no um you know then obviously there was the global warming message and it felt sort of again i, I think it's because the ending felt tacked on the last act felt tacked the on. the global warming felt shoe shoehorned in the right climate change stuff it's like it, it almost felt like they put in this this fifth act simply to to have some sort of global warming thing. I think um, I was talking to Kristen, you know, yesterday giving, again, giving credit where credit's due. And she was like, I feel like that last act really could have just been them getting back to the past and being like, all right, here it is. Distribute it. You know, I feel like that's what they were going to do in somebody. Maybe it tested poorly at the end. Like maybe like they did a screen test and they were just like, what happens after the, after they distribute the serum? And they're like, okay, let's do a kick-ass action sequence after that yeah where they find i was like the the frustrating part about watching this movie uh was i was writing notes for this show Mm -hmm. and i was writing notes about like like i had one that was like towards the end i was like how did those things get here on an alien spaceship when they're not intelligent enough to create technology uh, how did they have an alien spaceship unless they were like sent here and then as literally as i'm writing the note they find the cockpit and they're like Oh, I guess they're cargo. They weren't, uh, they didn't come here on the ship by themselves. And I was like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> deleting well, my note. Like. And what's the point of that? Like, they had clearly had like thousands of them or whatever yeah. in a chamber. Like, uh, I, uh, maybe that's something they'll address in the sequel. They like, did. They were like, maybe it was just a crash landing. Maybe it wasn't meant for Earth. Yeah, but then what is it meant for? Like, is it an army? Whether, what other planet around us has life that, that they could. Maybe they were just, maybe it was like a nuisance on their planet. And so they're like, well, let's just get rid of them and put them on Mars or something. There's nobody on Mars. They can't hurt anybody there. So Ooh, maybe they were original Martians and they picked them up on Mars. Maybe. I don't know. Then they crashed into Earth. I don't know. It's a lot of like, and if there was an alien spaceship that crashed, why isn't there, why hasn't there been an alien spaceship that came looking for them? Well, I guess we lost Jerry. Yeah, Jerry and Tom are dead. Fuck it. Like, they're just gone forever now. We lost contact. I hope their fucking dogs are, warrior dogs are all right. Yep, hope they're worried. They're, that was their special project. It's all gone now. Damn it. Yeah, I just, uh, I know we didn't really talk about a lot of the going into the future part. Like, the dumb... I felt it was kind of dumb, the jump that was just like, oh, there's a accident while they're jumping, and they all like are, like, they're like, you're only going to be about five or ten feet in the sky. And then, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it's how it starts. Yeah. But then they're, like, above skyscrapers just falling to their death and happen to land in, like, a, you know, skyscraper top swimming pool and surviving somehow, even though 
by the way, when you jump from a very large height into water, it's like concrete. Like, yeah. And it seems like they fell at least a few hundred feet, you know, yeah. and like it, that would have killed them. They would have died. They, in, 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 even if they, they didn't die and, and they managed to survive, would have broken that. their legs. Yeah. And, and then everybody else on the roof should be dead. Yeah. Like just cause they didn't fall all the way to the ground. I think it has to do with surface tension, I think is what it's called. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like, like I thought that maybe it had slowed them down. Like that was my initial thought. Um, yeah. you know, when when during the prologue, was that oh well maybe it's just slowing them down. Uh, and they're not you know falling at full speed or whatnot. And they're like no, it's gonna drop you, but you'll be fine. You're like five feet above the ground. Yeah. Like oh well shit. Okay. There are like people screaming. They broke their legs. There's people that obviously didn't make it onto the skyscraper and they just fell to their death. Like, what a shitty situation that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the future, there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, they, they had their objectives and they did them. Um, you know, there was uh, the revelation that, that that it was Miri or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which was, was kind of neat. Um, I didn't see it coming, per se. Well, it's them doing the, like, so they, they get to the future. They realize that the research facility, that, that his team, because he's supposed to go help a bunch of researchers. Why is it in Miami that is clearly been overrun by aliens like why isn't their research facility in the water section where they're safe because they wanted to make a will smith joke i guess what was the will smith joke uh they got there he said bienvenidos to miami or whatever welcome to miami oh yeah. and then he goes well i'm glad will smith wasn't alive long enough to see this oh <laughs> yeah okay. like um, yeah went yeah. over my head I don't know. That's that's the only reason I can think why it was in Miami specifically, and not like like you said, like at the at their base where they've got the the link thing. Yeah. So they go in. They they save the research, which didn't matter in the end. Yeah, it did. Because they used that as a basis to bu- to did build they? the serum. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought they they were just like, well, we have the queen now, so we don't even need the stuff that we had before. Because the stuff they had before only killed the males. Yeah, I think it was it was supposed to be the basis for it. So you know, maybe they needed it to synthesize the other stuff or some shit. Maybe um, it just felt like kind of pointless. And then Charlie and the other guy were just gone. Like they're after that point, they're just like, yeah, you're being reassigned to something else. And I liked Charlie. He was a that was a good character. Yeah, it was a good character. I thought he was going to be messed up when they got when it got back, and he was just like. Meh. But, yeah, it's just like I hid. Yeah. But they got, luckily they got, got back that guy with his legs and his arms like bitten off that just showed up. I was like, man, that must have just happened. Like uh I want I kind of wanted to see them like uh, you know, in those rando transports. And maybe they did and I just, you know, it was it's real quick. Yeah. You know, somebody who like landed like bad at the very beginning or whatever, you know, and like got like a leg like crushed or some shit. He shows up, he's just laying on the roof for a week. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> He's just really hungry and thirsty. He's like, I was drinking pool water the whole time. <laughs> um, I just like, there's other stuff that that's little nitpicky stuff that, uh, like, they've been, how long have they been fighting the aliens in the future? Like two or three years. And they still thought bringing in, like, Hummers was fine? Yeah. <laughs> like, you think they would have learned by now? I mean, that was kind of a funny moment, like, right? When everyone's like, yeah, they're yeah, here. the Hummers are here. <laughs> yeah, and then the aliens just topple them over. Yeah, I guess we're just, like, spitballing at this point. We've already talked about all the big points. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, the future. Um, you know, they kind of had their objectives. They laid it out, and they did what it, they did what they needed to. It just it seemed like each portion, uh, like the future, like like we talked about, uh, you could equally split it into into three pieces. Uh, you know, like running length wise, and so it just it made the whole movie feel weird. Yeah. Like, like the future was its own movie, like you said. Um, all right, but if you want to see it, judge for yourself. And if you haven't seen it, it's an Amazon Prime exclusive. Um, I'm sure you could probably uh, rent it or or buy it on Amazon Prime or on on Amazon whatever they call it Amazon Video. So. Yeah. Um, but it's free with Prime, and if you don't have Amazon Prime at this point, uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say something, but then you were gonna say get it, and then I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's, you no. can pass unless you buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. After what happened yesterday with. Jeff oh, Bezos yeah. going into space and then thanking everybody. Yeah, that was uh, rough. That was weird. Yeah, thanks for taking me into space. All my employees that I abuse and all of my and everybody that's ever bought anything from Amazon. Yeah, that's definitely what I want my Amazon dollars going to is uh, the richest man in the world going into space. Hey, fuck that guy. All right. Anyway, uh, that's it. For but us. go support him by watching this movie on Amazon Prime. Ah, uh, god damn it! I hate our world sometimes. <laughs> All right, well, fuck it. Uh, next time we're gonna talk about no sudden move. Um, if uh, we're pretty sure it's gonna be on HBO Max forever, but if it's not, then next time you're gonna hear about Gunpowder Milkshake. One of the two. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll watch both and see which one's better, and then we'll do a show on the better one. That also works. Um, I'm in, I'm into Gunpowder Milkshake. I love Karen Gillan. I love uh Lena yep. Headey. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a great movie. But uh, there's I, a lot of people in uh. No sudden, no move. sudden move. Also, yeah, the ones I remember off the top of my head are like Don Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle's Don Ham. Yep. Um, there's a couple. Benicio other. del Toro. Yep. Yeah. There's still a couple more too. Yeah, yeah. No, there's quite a few. I don't think I even got to any of the leads. I think those are all supporting roles. Yeah. Um. So I think, yeah, I feel like is Brendan Fraser in that movie? Yeah, Brendan Fraser is listed in that movie. Yeah. Um, it just it seems like a and fun like. Whenever I look at it on HBO, it shows like all the ocean movies and a bunch of like other like heist movies. So I'm yeah. like, oh man, maybe this is going to be like a cool heist movie. Like, looking forward to it. Awesome. I am also looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and we look forward to you listening to our show. Um, as always, please go listen to us on or rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, apparently, it helps people see us. Um, and yeah, again, thank you for your listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank Bye. You. Bye.